Welcome to Behind the Case, an ACG Case Reports Journal podcast, brought to you by the American College of Gastroenterology. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Behind the Case. I'm Roberto Simons Linares, Editor-in-Chief of the ACG Case Reports Journal and a GI Fellow at the Cleveland Clinic. I would like to welcome our guest today, Dr. Noah Krugliak-Cleveland, who is the author of a great article published in the August issue of our journal. She is currently a GI Fellow at the University of Chicago. Welcome, Noah, and thank you for joining us. Hello, thank you, Roberto. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, Noah's article is entitled Use of Tofacitinib for the Treatment of Arthritis Associated with Ulcerative Colitis. So, Noah, could you please briefly summarize the case for the audience? Absolutely. So this is a case of a 40-year-old woman with history of ulcerative colitis who is in remission on mesalamine and during her second pregnancy flared. So she initially was initiated on fliximab but didn't maintain deep remission and was intermittently flaring with joint pain, joint inflammation, and um, bowel symptoms. She was initiated on vedolizumab and her bowel inflammation responded and she was in remission in terms of her colitis. But shortly after, she developed joint pain and joint inflammation. And at that point, we were initiated an addition of immune modulators. In particular, we, we started her on methotrexate. Unfortunately, she didn't respond to methotrexate. And so at that point, we were considering another therapy altogether and decided to initiate tofacitinib. Tofacitinib that has been approved for uh, rheumatoid arthritis and was at that point at phase three trials for ulcer colitis seemed like a natural good option. And she indeed responded to that and her inflammatory arthritis was induced into remission. About three months after an overlap of vitalizumab and tofacitinib, we discontinued her vitalizumab and she maintained in remission on the tofacitinib. Tell us about arthritis associated with ulcerative colitis. About a third of patients with ulcerative colitis have extraintestinal manifestations and the most common of all of them is joint pain. However, in uh, ulcerative colitis, the joint pain is often not associated with inflammation. The most common extraintestinal manifestation is just joint pain, though sometimes patients do present with joint pain and true inflammatory arthritis. How is it usually diagnosed? How do you diagnose the arthritis that is associated with uh, UCL or ulcerative colitis? So arthritis that is associated with ulcerative colitis often presents when patients have also bowel inflammation and they're flaring from their ulcerative colitis. So this is typically a clinical diagnosis where you see joints that are warm and inflamed and you see evidence of synovitis or you know true inflammatory arthritis. They're typically the diagnosis typically clinical and only in unique cases we would want to rule out other inflammatory conditions, but typically it's really limited to a clinical diagnosis. Now that you mentioned other type of arthritis, so how is it different from rheumatoid arthritis, osteoarthritis, psoriatic arthritis? How is it exactly different from them? Is there any characteristics? So the most common type of arthritis is not destructive inflammatory type of arthritis in patients with ulcerative colitis. 
However, you do see destructive and more inflammatory type of arthritis in ulcerative colitis patients, like in our patient. Um, however, she was not; she was seronegative for rheumatoid arthritis. We we did in, uh, indeed rule that out. There is a totally different type of osteo of arthritis, which is osteoarthritis, and that is really different in nature. It's typically related to more wear and tear of joint cartilage or trauma. So, Noah, what do you think was a trigger for the arthritis in your patient? So this could have been completely an independent process of her starting a new therapy, or it could be related to her inflammatory state and inflammatory bowel disease, and the gut selectivity of vitalizumab may have further uncovered and exacerbated um, an underlying seronegative arthritis. There have been a number of case reports that have shown exacerbation of arthritis in vitalizumab patients. And um, there has been higher rates of arthritis and arthritis in pivotal trials as well. How is it usually treated, the arthritis associated with UC, and what was different in the management of your patient, Noah? So typically, we'd like to treat arthritis that is associated with ulcerative colitis with the same therapy that we treat ulcerative colitis with. So we would like to use one therapy that treats all, particularly if patients present for the first time with a new diagnosis of an active flare of ulcerative colitis and joint inflammation, which is the common presentation. However, in some cases, patients can be in remission, just like in this patient who was in, her bowel was in remission of vitalizumab, but all of a sudden had this uh, joint inflammation. And in that case, you are faced with a question of whether you want to add another therapy, such as an immune modulator, which is topically being treated like methotrexate or 6 mercoptopurine, or change her therapy altogether to another therapy that could cover both. And this is really what we did here in this case. And, you know, I work with Dr. Rubin at the University of Chicago and we often are the first to treat with new therapies that have not yet been described. And this is really the first use of tofacinine for the treatment of both ulcerative colitis and arthritis. Since we saw the efficacy of it in phase three trials for ulcerative colitis and it's been approved for rheumatoid arthritis, it seemed like a natural good fit and sure it worked. Seems like a perfect fit for your case. So you treat it with tofacitinib. So for the audience, can you tell us please what is tofacitinib? What's the mechanism of action, indications, contraindications? Just a brief overview for the audience. So tofacitinib is a non-selective Janus kinase inhibitor. It essentially blocks a cascade of inflammatory response. It is a small molecule. It's not a biologic therapy. And one of the convenience of the therapy is that it's oral. And it also has a very good safety profile. It has been approved for rheumatoid arthritis and also been approved for ulcerative colitis now. There's some ongoing safety study in rheumatoid arthritis patients, some higher risk patients, and they've seen higher rates of DVT. And so there is currently a recommendation to go into the lowest dose possible for maintenance in patients prescribed sofacinib, and that's typically five milligrams twice a day in our ulcerative colitis patients. Noah, in summary, what would you say was the challenging part of this case? 
The most challenging part of the case is really finding a therapy that will treat both the joint and the bowel, especially in someone who's already failed an NTTNF therapy, which is a typical go-to for patients who present in this manner. She was also in remission of vitalizumab and getting her off that therapy to try something else and risking that she might have a flare of her colitis is another challenge. We initially tried to keep her on vitalizumab since her colitis is in remission at an immune modulator, but to no avail. So we ultimately took a leap of faith and tried a therapy for the first time that has not been used for both indications in hope that they could treat both the bowel inflammation and the joints. Noah, could you summarize the take-home points to learn from your case? The main take-home points from our case is that joint pain is common in patients with ulcerative colitis. It often mirrors bowel inflammation, but not always. In cases where patients present with both ulcerative colitis and arthritis, particularly inflammatory arthritis, it would be imperative to try to treat both at the same time with similar therapies. And topacinib is a great option and successful in treating both, as you can see in our case. Excellent. Now, I always like to ask a non-medical question to close this episode. So, Noah, tell us something about you that most people don't know. Well, I have a daughter and her name is Sophia. She's almost two years old. She is what drives me to continue to do my work and do it for the absolute best so I can be the best role model for her. That's so nice. Thanks for sharing that, Noah. And thank you so much to the audience for listening. Uh, thanks, Noah, again for being part of this episode. And until next episode. <laughs>